0: I wanted a career in which everything would matter, so I joined the CIA, and now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit cia.gov careers to learn more and apply.
1: Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with columnist Scott Davis for a look at Scott's last column of the regular season here. Closing time is the headline and the article is on Gamecock Central right now. This podcast accompanies Scott's column each week and we hope you'll read the column in its entirety. Scott, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, Emerson. It's hard to believe that we are here yet again talking to each other
1: at the end of another
0: regular season. It seems like it really does seem like it was just yesterday that I was talking to you about that Coastal Carolina game. Yep. Now here we are um, in December, mm-hmm. and South is getting ready to go play in the Belt Bowl of the regular season. Another one in the books. then NCOX finish up with a win against Akron that looked like it was moving along pretty good for South Carolina for a time in the first half, and then kind of... Uh, stalled out a little bit in the second half, but nonetheless, Gamecock 7-5 and 5 heading into yet another offseason.
1: Closing time, the headline of Scott's column this week. And, Scott, you write right uh, at the beginning of the column. South Carolina sloppy turnover-fueled finale against Akron signified the end of the fun part, and that's playing the games and the beginning of getting mm-hmm. back to work, recruiting, practicing, studying film. And Saturday's game, a 28-3 Gamecock went over Akron to wrap up the regular season was oddly unsatisfying.
0: Yeah, in some ways it was. Um, The Gamecocks looked like they really had an opportunity to win going away with a thorough beating, uh, possibly a blowout of Akron. It seemed to be heading in that direction. And then that third quarter came along and just really seemed to last forever, as I write in the column. You know, you hear coaches in particular say all the time that the playing of the games is actually the fun part. That's the most enjoyable part of their job. The rest of it is where their work is really done, and that's in recruiting. It's in practicing, you know, getting spring ball together. It is spending the offseason studying film and, and preparing for the season. That is their day job. The games themselves are... <laughs> Really just kind of an added bonus of the job. So, as I say, the fun part for South Carolina's players and coaches and fans is now in the books as we look uh, into recruiting season heating up now.
1: Game Balls, a weekly feature of Scott's column, and this week, the who are we going to name these after in 2019, Debo Samuel, Game Balls of the Week. You're going to be looking for a new namesake for the Game Balls next year, Scott. uh, Debo Samuel, yet another Game Ball. He's number one on the list this week. Thought it was fitting that he finished
0: out his career with his Bryce stadium the way that he did. Had four catches, had two touchdowns, and then, you know, one of those touchdowns was a special teams play, of all things, the Akron team um, had a snap that sailed over the head of the punter and rolled into the end zone, and who's there to fall on top of it? The Debo Samuel. So he's actually had a couple of big special teams plays in the last couple of weeks, had one against Florida as well, and that could be an opportunity for him to stick in, at the next level. I think he's got um, a lot of potential for being an NFL player, but if, you know, even if, not able to crack the two deep as a receiver, which he may very well be able to do, but if not, special teams could be an area where he could help somebody. And regardless, it's just been an, an incredibly enjoyable career for him as a South Carolina Gamecock. I think he's a fan favorite for a reason, and that's because he not only always produces on the field, he's been a very pleasant individual throughout his time here, always has a smile on his face. Always positive, and he's a guy that's going to be sorely missed in 2019.
1: No doubt about that. Debo Samuel named first team All-SEC today as we record on this Monday. Mm -hmm. 62 receptions, 882 yards, 11 receiving touchdowns. He also had one passing touchdown. So a huge year for Debo Samuel, and he will go down as one of the all-time Gamecock greats, and he's been the namesake of Scott's Game Balls of the Week in his column all season long. Scott, uh, number two Mm -hmm. Game Ball this week goes to fans who attended the game. There weren't many of them in the rain on the (laughs) December 1st game. Shout out
0: to the hardcore fans who were there. I think they announced something like 53,000. There were not 53,000 people in those stands nor should there have been because it was a driving rainstorm. It was temperatures in the 50s. South Carolina was playing Akron. South Carolina had lost to its arch rival Clemson the week before by three touchdowns. So, if you could have drawn up a less appealing college football game for fans to actually attend, that probably would have been it. So I gotta give love to anybody who drove to Williams-Brice Stadium, sat in the rain, and cheered on the South Carolina Gamecocks because that's hardcore fanhood right there. Um, I did have to admit, watch from my den in Atlanta, and it looked like a mess out there. So congratulations to any fan who made it out because that's a that was a tall task on Saturday.
1: Akron Zips kangaroo mascot gets a game ball. I don't think anybody outside of Akron knows why the kangaroo is the Akron Zips mascot, Scott.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know why an elephant is the Alabama Crimson Tides mascot either, but it's one of those weird things that you can't figure out. That kind of makes college sports (laughs) so fun. You know, the pro teams generally have, uh, Pretty blase mascots for the most part. In college, you do get some of these weird mascots. It's always enjoyable when you do. Who knows why there's a kangaroo running the sidelines for the Aggies? But there is, and why not? It sounds good to me. Again, just another aspect of why college sports is so unique in front for us to watch.
1: And number five, Scott, I think a first in the history of your column, a game ball for SEC network announcers. <laughs> Yeah,
0: they repeatedly let us know, and I mean again, again, and again, if you watch this game on television, that um, Will Muschamp was now indeed the winningest coach in South Carolina's history for coaches in their first three seasons. Thought that was a strange um, milestone to look towards again and again. I also noticed that in the media in the week leading up to this game. I did not know that one's first three years – were so important in terms of deciding whether or not one's coaching tenure was a success or not, but apparently so, and Will Muschamp can now say that he's won 22 games in his first three seasons as South Carolina's head coach. Not sure what that tells us about what his his long-term success or failure rate will be for the Gamecocks, but what we do know is that in his first three years, no one has won more games as a head coach than Will Muschamp.
1: Deflated balls, also a staple of your column each week. And number one this week is Gamecock turnovers.
0: They were everywhere on Saturday, Emerson. Kept this game from becoming a rout. The Gamecocks moved the ball at will, there's no question about it. And when they did not score a touchdown, it was simply because they stopped themselves. Jake Bentley, I think, probably would be the first to tell you that he did not play his best game of 2018 against Akron He Started fairly strong in the first half, but had a couple of really brutal interceptions. The Gamecocks both times were driving, and the uh, picks were thrown in the shadow of or in the end zone themselves. And South Carolina almost certainly was getting ready to score on both of those. The running back core struggled a little bit. In the third quarter, Rico Dowdle had a nice long run that ended up with him fumbling the football. And so it just instead of being one of those games like against Chattanooga where the Gamecocks scored again and again and again and, and were able to empty the bench, they just didn't have an opportunity to do that because of the turnover. So, you know, the rain had a lot to do with that, the fact that it was a game that kind of, Got scheduled out of nowhere the week after the Clemson game. Mm -hmm. You could expect a lot of mistakes in a game like that, and that's exactly
1: what happened. The third quarter gets a deflated ball, and the fourth quarter gets one as well because starters remained in the game throughout the second half. Yeah, Yeah, that third quarter lasted
0: forever. Really unfortunate with three seconds left in the quarter, literally three seconds left. South Carolina offensive lineman Zach Bailey goes down with what will finish off in South Carolina – football career uh, injury to his leg that's just one of those things that you absolutely hate to see in a game against the Akron Zips on December 1st Um, and then in the fourth quarter I think every Gamecock fan wanted to see some of the backup offensive players in particular I think there was definitely a feeling that you would see Michael Scarnecchia in his final game at Williams Bryce Stadium that did not happen you know, Chattanooga, you got to see the Karen Joyner and Jay Urich as well at the controls for South Carolina TV. None of those guys got a chance to play, nor did really any of the backups on offense. And so I think a lot of fans felt disappointed that even though the game was still somewhat, I guess, within reach, Gamecocks ahead by 25 points there in that fourth quarter, Akron really hadn't threatened to score in in a long, long time. And so I I do think it was a little strange to see Gamecocks starters still out there in a driving rainstorm in the fourth quarter.
1: And finally, a deflated ball for the Gamecocks, failing to convert fourth down and the length of an average-sized ant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. These are so tough to watch. It seems
0: like it's been – Something that's plagued South Carolina's offense really for the last several seasons. I think if you think even if you think back to that, remember that disastrous Kentucky game last season in williams Rice Stadium. The game had multiple fourth and shorts that they couldn't come up with. Here you were against the Akron Zips of all things, and you had a minuscule uh fourth down and inches that literally Jake had hiked the ball and collapsed in any forward motion whatsoever. He would have easily picked up the first down. Instead, since I choose to turn around and hand it to a running back in the backfield, four to five yards deep, and believe it or not, four or five actual hips found themselves easily in the backfield and blew that play up. It actually wasn't even close to being converted for a first down. And so it, it was meaningless in the grand scheme of things, but I think – just another example of South Carolina's inability to just power through and pick up tiny fourth-down conversions. If they're ever going to become a factor in the Southeastern Conference, they've got to have a little bit more power up front, a little bit stronger physical running game than they have right now.
1: Closing time, the headline of Scott Davis's column that's on Gamecock Central right now. We do hope you'll check it out. Scott, you always hit the nail on the head. We appreciate your work. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you, Emerson. Talk to you soon.
1: That's Scott Davis, our columnist. He lives in Atlanta. He's a South Carolina alum. He's a lifelong Gamecock fan. He brings us a fan's perspective in his column and on this podcast each week. I'm your host, Emerson Phillips. Thanks for joining us on Gamecock Central Radio.
0: Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's